If you like looping or loop artists, or you're a loop artist yourself, or you're thinking about getting into looping, then welcome to my channel. My name is JP, and this is How Do You Loop? In these series of interviews, I dive into the minds of different loop artists from different genres around the world. We ask them, why do you loop? What do you use to loop? More importantly, how do you use that equipment? Ladies and gentlemen, it's Sofa Matt from The Distance. Yay! Hi, John. How are you doing? I'm very well. How are you? Good, thank you. Thanks for having us on. Thank you for being here. Thank you for taking time out of your massively busy schedule to be here this evening. So, for those who are not aware, introduce yourselves. I know I've just said Soph and Matt, but introduce yourselves. Describe what you do and where you do it. We're Soph and Matt, also known as The Distance. Soph and Matt. I'm Soph, this is Matt. And we are a live looping and sometimes acoustic duo. tried going somewhere in between but we can't so it has to be either completely acoustic with just two guitars or just ridiculous amounts of looping gear and we do it basically anywhere that'll have us all over the country yeah yeah wherever can keep the lights going <laughs> so clarifying wise all over the country you're in the uk aren't you yes, yes indeed yes are, yeah. yeah well cool well, not right too far from you <laughs> not too far from me yeah we could have so, just opened the window and shouted yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, not too bad <laughs> just want one of those strings with the luck cone <laughs> totally showing your age there absolutely thanks mate <laughs> cheers so i first noticed you with your video actually a video popped up as one of those suggested videos and it was one of oh, yours okay. i got a suggested hey. video which was you can call me Al, the oh, loop wow. video. You know what? I was blown away by oh. first of all the setup, but also just the great detail of arrangement. Oh, now, thank you. I started watching more, and I couldn't believe that a loop duo could do one of my favourite songs, mm. which is Basement Jack's Red Alert. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,
Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was that's probably the most difficult one we've come across. Yeah, it's yeah. certainly <laughs> probably one of the most complex yeah. and the most like having to think on your feet and be ready for various things. And ironically, probably our least viewed video that we've ever <laughs> we've ever uploaded. I'm going to be increasing the view count on that video. Don't worry. Hey, nice. Thank you. It took us about a week to come up with the arrangement for that. Actually, trying to find all the samples, everything mm. to sound as as authentic as Basement Jacks, because it's such an in-depth song. Mm. It was a difficult one Strange, to take on, it? and when we took it on, we were like, we have to do this properly. Yeah, f first glance, it feels like a fairly not generic, but being a sort of dance tune, you assume okay, it's a looped typical um, four you know, chord, two bars or four bars of yeah. drum, and then other things come and go. But actually, yeah. there's there's such a lot of detail in Basement Jax's work that they really go to town on stuff. <laughs> so yeah, we just spent ages analysing the track and figuring out. The thing for us is how, because we're performing in front of a sort of a paying audience, if you like, or at least yeah. one of them has paid us <laughs> to be there. It's basically a toss-up between how quickly can we build this thing versus how much detail can we provide? How many times round can we go before people start getting bored and shuffling off we've landed on a roughly 60 seconds ish yeah which, which is, we have the really luxury good. of having that down because there's two of us yeah ideally yeah. really that it would be two minutes exactly um, yeah. it would be one of those two minute loop covers that, that yeah, people so, lose interest totally, in because yeah. it takes so long to build and because we're using two link loopers that are linked via midi we can both be recording things simultaneously funnily so, enough that was one of my next questions because what's really interesting to me and what interests me with you guys is you have a two loop pedal setup. Mm. And then I just started watching all your performances. You've even got a playlist, which is your loop performances. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I binge watched it and I went oh, right wow. through all of them. So what got you guys into looping? Like where did it all start? We were aware of Katie Tunstall back in 2009. So it was mm -hmm. like one of my heroes, basically. She's yeah. absolutely amazing. And then obviously Ed Sheeran started making it more popular and mainstream and everything like that. But it was back in 2014, 2015, when Matt bought a RC30 and okay. just started to thump on the guitar. <clears throat> basically exactly the same as Katie Tunstall does in Black Horse and the Cherry Tree. Yeah, Black Horse and the Cherry Tree, Jules yeah. Holland Live, her first mm. UK performance, her first yeah. EP performance and, and I just, just my jaw just went for gah yeah, yeah. it's amazing to, to watch you just oh okay so I, I want to do that the rest of my life yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Totally. Um, and then obviously so, Katie Tunstall off and, and plowed her own furrow and then mm. maybe 10 15 years later Ed Sheeran popped up and yeah. really popularized the thing but for us it was always that initial it'll always be Katie Tunstall's yeah. trick for yeah, us totally. right we were in the middle of a, a gig in Liverpool somewhere like that and the audience we were performing acoustically and Matt just brought it with him and put it right. at his feet and went you know what if I use it then it's great and if I don't they're not expecting it so that's fine yeah, and he just right. put a beat down and everyone went mental and we were like whoa it's wow. just a yeah, kick it's literally, it's just, literally just, a just a kick, kick. that's it and then thought, he got like, more... like a 4-4 four, four thought yeah, just a... yeah. Right. and then we yeah. were doing <clears throat> dance tunes at the time so it's typical three chord four chord song so then you were putting down little bass lines and things like that and... I think we were doing rhythm right. as a dancer which yeah. is just three chords yeah. so I found a moment where I could stop singing and just record what I was playing on the guitar and then hopefully hit the loop point at the right moment and I went whoa it works and this is maybe the, the and the audience could tell that he was like so happy that it actually worked so they were, the they were on our side realize is this was about the fourth or fifth gig where I'd been playing through this loop pedal but without ever actually using it because I was too scared because I was right. like oh what if it 
What if it goes completely wrong? <laughs> and then obviously over the next 10 years, we figured out, oh, it going wrong is the thing that keeps it fun and exciting. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. let's, let's get more stuff. <laughs> yeah. See how badly we can mess people's gig up. So yeah, then as soon as I... <laughs> Then as soon as I saw how much Matt was enjoying it, then he up- then we upgraded him to the 300, the RC300s right. Roland. Who bought the 300? Did you buy it? I think I bought it for him because yeah. I could see how much he was enjoying it. And then I wanted to go, but then came the difficulty of figuring out how to join them together. Yeah, we knew um, that right. they could be synced via MIDI. Before and... we get onto that, there's a couple sure. of things because obviously... One or two of the videos, you had the one RC300, and I noticed that obviously you had two microphones, and I could also see that was two guitars plugged into the one at one point. Is that correct? I think those ones where there's just one looper, it's literally just me doing all the work. Oh, okay. Uh, I think I was just playing guitar or whatever I was playing. Um, Yeah, Yeah. that was the very early point where we were literally just figuring out how to use this tool as part of our performance. So for us, we don't. We don't really think a lot of those those early ones anymore because for us it's yeah. the point where we synced them via MIDI and started figuring out how to do it literally as a two piece with two piece. what is what yeah. effectively is a six track looper between two yeah. sets of feet. This is the thing. I'm obviously the things like the RC600 is a six track looper, but you don't have four feet and two brains, which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. the yeah, combination exactly. of you guys together. First of all, the vocals and your harmonies are fantastic. Hello, darkness, my friend. And also, the proof of this is also your acoustic videos, that you can actually go out there and do it without any equipment or very minimal equipment. They're all great. So how do you break down as a duo who does what in the terms of, first of all, just acoustically harmonising-wise, but then getting into looping? How do you decide? Every song's different, isn't it? Pretty much. Acoustically, it's typically either Matt or myself bringing a song and us both going, I really love this. And then the person that brings it is normally the one that owns it. It's my song. (laughs) I'm doing this. Now you add to it. And with with the looping, it's, yeah, it's intricate in, in different ways for every song, isn't it? It's interesting because we approach it yeah, basically in a different way for every song that we're looking at, really. I've got an idea, let me put this down, or is it, or do you get like a piece of paper and pen out and go, I'm doing this, you're doing that, I'm doing this, you're doing that. We both have <clears throat> GR55 capabilities. Oh, I know. And believe me, that's coming. That question is coming. (laughs) So both of our guitars can do bass. They can do whatever. So yeah, yeah, we have the luxury of just splitting whatever. We ended up with a situation where it seemed most efficient and most versatile for us to both be on an electric guitar. Right. So that at any point, either of us could synthesize an acoustic guitar or synthesize a bass, which you can do with an acoustic, but... You're not having to worry about feedback issues. You're not having to worry about a few of the sort of mm. basic acoustic drawbacks of a, a wooden <clears> guitar. With <throat> Mike Gibson, yeah. Hummingbird is terrible for, and one of the, for one of the, things the feedback we, right. on stage. Yeah, from the earliest point, it was all about how do we reduce spill? Because right, that's, yeah. that's the thing that knackers every loop performance eventually. So it, it was all about no acoustic instruments no wedge monitors nothing on stage it all it ended up being all in ears or cans now right. so we can hear the bass a little better <laughs> we literally perform with these we look ridiculous but <laughs> but we can hear the mix so much clearer and have much more control do you really do you perform doing. with yeah. over oh. that's yeah. great people think that we're performing to a track <laughs> or a click yeah. so um, doing that then does it do you feel 
at all separated from the audience when you're playing oh, yeah. live. Oh, yeah. We we have it's to feel that way. <laughs> oh, you have to feel that way. Interesting. We do, Explain yeah. It. I don't, on that. I don't want to hear every... some drunk guy over the other side of the room shouting <laughs> oh, Wonderwall. Yeah, I'm not doing Wonderwall. I left sorry. a space there I'm for not, you to guess. I'm not doing Wonderwall. <laughs> I'm not doing Mr. Brightside. And then if someone comes up and wants to ask you something, you have to go, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry? Brilliant. <laughs> or just to call them. <laughs> as few times around the loop as possible. And right. the real secret weapon to that. Are we into the technical we'll details getting, yet? We're going to get yeah. there. Yeah, we're going to okay. get there. Okay, so There's a secret spill weapon. Basically, we have Ooh, to feel... Okay. We, <laughs> You'll know it. You'll know it. Okay. We have to feel separated from the audience because of the amount of concentration that it takes. So Matt starts the loop, and then you know we have what? We're very aware of what the others doing. Yeah, at all and if time. one of our messes up, one of us messes up, the other one has to wait, and yeah. things like that. They so have to be done right. together. Something's gone wrong, and, the, and one of, and the other person doesn't realise it's gone wrong. We've got to find a way to quickly signal. No, we need to go around this another yeah. time or another two times. Oh, okay. So if course, someone because if you've got it, basically sorry. loops that you're putting down in a certain sequence, yeah. and then you're putting overdubs down and something's gone mm. wrong with the initial loop or sure, yeah. the base loop that's interesting i never thought of it like that okay yeah, yeah. of course so you've got to be so then really if someone in interrupts or someone puts you off while they're whooping yeah. or <laughs> dancing or whatever it can totally throw yeah. off the whole song so these are a life saver. yeah we have to be just oh. hyper aware at yeah. all times it takes a huge amount of concentration and So going into your setup then, just you guys have exactly the same setup each and it's linked together or do you have yeah. a different setup paddle-wise? And because I noticed you have the same keyboard, you have the mm. same mm. drum pattern, you, so it is a duplicate setup, is that correct? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. There's one or two variations in the actual stump boxes, but yeah. essentially it's all the same. And in terms of pedalboard real estate, the majority mm. of it is taken up, obviously, by the looper itself yeah. and by yeah. the unit above that, which we use for guitar effects and vocal effects. But all of the other space goes to MIDI through boxes and splitters and right. stuff like that. Technical stuff, not actually stuff that we actually Yeah, that just we housekeeping use. stuff. Yeah, it's, that, it's that a shame. It's not actually like sexy. It doesn't matter if it's sexy, as long as it works, it's doing it. You need all stuff. of that stuff <laughs> allows us to, to create a sound that's much more interesting and much more intricate. Yeah, of course, later, absolutely. Later down the line. But Some people who do have loopers and I have like really complex loop setups like my brain goes straight to things like Carl Walk and he's got such a, an array of stuff for one guy he's incredible. Yes. but <laughs> so a lot of loopers basically have a dedicating looping mic and then they have a singing mic it looks like you guys have one mic each and I think you're going into a TC Helicon voice live 2 is that right? A voice three. Uh, three. Three. You going into a three? Talk to me about the signal path for your vocals. Do they? How do they even out? So we each have one mic that goes into the voice live, and then from mm. the voice live we go into the it's secret one. weapon, which What's is the secret weapon? The, it's a splitter. It's a, a Palmer sp ABO splitter. So you're splitting your vocal signal? Yeah. No, Not we're really. choosing where it goes when. So right. we're either okay. sending <clears throat> we're either sending the vocal <laughs> through the rest of the chain to the looper. Yep. Or we're hitting a button and bypassing the pedal board completely and sending it straight to a separate channel on the desk. Right. Which means that when we need to record the guitar and sing, but not record what we're singing, so we want to, I need to record the bass line for this verse while singing the verse, but not record what I'm singing. 
Yes. That means I can be recording the bass, singing the song, performing. The bass is being recorded, but the vocal isn't because it's going yeah. straight to the desk. It's not yeah. going through. No spill or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So as far as vocals, that's about where the signal yeah. chain ends. And it's literally right. just that AB <clears throat> switch. That, and you're that using effects on the TC Helicon, like harmonies and things like oh, that. Oh, they're amazing. They're the best thing we've come across. Yeah, really yeah, good. If you, can find a, if you can find a unit that works, and I'm sure... <laughs> We've had David so Shannon many crash. This at some point. We've yeah. had so many crash on us. I think we're on our fourth or fifth units now. Yeah, but they're still the best thing out but, there. Yeah, there's nothing that can anyway. rival them in terms of sheer weight of the amount of effects, the versatility of them, the harmonies, the, the fact that you can use the step function. So literally, and actually, Voice Live Three is the thing that tells all of the other units we're now on the next song. So bank up and go to your next. Oh, of, really? Yeah, it connects to the Hansonic HPD20 oh. and the GR55 as well. Yeah. The loopers, we just stay on bass. We just stay on the, on the same Yeah, thing. so actually the looper's just, <clears throat> just one patch and it's literally just, the only thing it's for is just right. recording everything So else you're doing done. what I do with the looper, so you, I don't do a lot of, like, diff, diff, every memory is a different song. I just have one sure. patch yeah. pretty much. But, yeah. yeah, I do a very similar thing. That, so when that, it crashes, when it, it crashes during a gig, <laughs> everything else has to be banked up manually. So the HPD20 has <laughs> to and the gr55 has to and the gr55 is in a rack that you can't actually get to properly so right. when mine has crashed and it's crashed a lot yeah. you're talking about the voice live yeah, yeah the voice live yeah it's it's yeah. a bit of a nightmare it's but it's still something that we just continue to plow along <laughs> with because basically because of the harmonies to be honest they're the best they thing that we best. found so Pretty far much. they are yeah. the best i've yeah. tried to leave the tc helicon boxes alone <laughs> and yeah. use other ones which i won't mention yeah. and i've gone back i've just gone back yeah. every single time it's yeah, the most natural sound like play that you can do mm. even if you adjust the chord structure it still sticks with what you're doing yeah very, we very did clever. a beautiful Simon and Garfunkel <clears throat> song Only mm. Living Boy in New York just acoustic and added the kind of the ending of the song with all the mm. harmonies and everything like that Beach Boys songs and everything, it was just absolutely yeah, perfect. Normal. When you can get it yeah. to, to behave properly. It's Beyond old now, that. it's an old unit. Yeah, it's still, for us, it's still the best thing but out there. But quite apart from the amount of vocal stuff, the amount of guitar effects that they <clears> managed <throat> to pack in there yeah. is, is astounding. And when you're space is at a premium like it is for us we can't afford a second pedal board somewhere with for just the guitar effects we wouldn't have time to get over there and activate them even if we wanted to mm. so being able to switch with the step button switch to a slightly different reverb a completely different vocal harmony arrangement yeah. plus a different distortion or overdrive yeah. for the chorus and vocals and yeah adding yeah. beef and things like that it's so great. yeah we really need them to keep working yeah <laughs> yeah take a spare out with us i'm praying somewhere that there's that group of people who brought it in because yeah. there's so many people you could look at forums and they're like where's the voice Waiting. life for where's the touch we three? went down that rabbit hole yeah yeah everyone did <laughs> and it's because we were all expecting it and it's just not here yet so for 2023 yeah. i'm praying maybe no. we we actually felt the same <laughs> way when the the rc600s came out we were so excited about the mm. capabilities 
but unfortunately it's something that isn't really working for us. We have two. We've linked them together. Uh, we've you tried, do have them. You do have RC600s. Yeah, yeah okay. they're downstairs. They just don't behave they're not, um, in the way we need them to yeah. be our specific okay. show. Yeah. And we just, life is too short to go back to the drawing board and figure out a completely new... <laughs> you have quite totally a unique setup. So to change something, ways, yeah. To change something so fundamental where that is the central core of what you do, yeah. it's mm. got to work. And it's got to work yeah. on time. We're and praying I, for updates to iron out the kinks, basically. We've got specific enough. things that are an issue. And yet we're just waiting on them to get their acts together. Spe but because it's the way it behaves when it's synced via MIDI and, yeah. and what activating one track on one looper causes the other looper to do. They just don't behave in the same way. It's always been the case that with the RC300s, mine is the main looper and so is the, is the one that receives message, MIDI messages from right. mine. It has to be okay. that one way or the other and it just ended up being mine that was the, the main, the A unit as it were. Okay. So it's always been the case that hitting all start on my looper will start all of my tracks as well mm -hmm. as all of Sof's tracks. Okay. And that's something that we've just learned to live with. If there's something that needs to be taken out, we just know at that moment Sof has to hit stop on this track almost immediately after I hit all start. Which is the fun with You Can Call Me Al. Yeah. <laughs> that I have. Oh, I so see. When so if, you hit, if you hit all start, it starts Everything we've both recorded of them, starts all at the same time. And then Soph has to go turn off. I have to yeah. stop. So yeah, we could be hearing a chorus and a verse at the same time. Which Sometimes I have to hit want. both off at the same time. So you're, are but, you literally doing this? Are you heel um, to well, toe, double point? What I do is the one of the loops has a moment of silence in it. So I can take the one out that starts on the one and then the one starts yeah. on the and. Or if it, that even if that's not the case, there's usually... I'm basically jumping up and down while Matt's just We can afford a single beat on. where something's heard that shouldn't be and stuff in yeah. order to, to serve the bigger picture. But with the RC600, <clears throat> starting any track on my looper causes all of Soph's tracks to start. For example, because there might be a moment where we're rocking out and it's all going brilliantly and then I hit quickly hit all stop and then start track one on my looper which might be nothing more than a and that's the verse where we're going to do the kind of drop Breakdown. out of everything and it's yeah. just right. vocals and a bit of drums but my bass with my the, drums my but with you the know, 600 strings. we can't do that because as soon as i hit play on anything all start or track one track two or track three all of those stuff starts at the same time so either she's now got to get ready to hit all stop where she would normally get ready to hit stop on a specific track or she's got to stop the tracks that she doesn't want to hear. Anyway, the point is, it's wow. a different. It's a. Yeah. It's possible. It, it, entirely. It's very possible, stressful for me. But we're not yeah. really prepared <laughs> to completely. He's fine. He's got well, it all okay. Messing up as well because with the amount of options that we've got with the three hundreds is much less as well. Even with two yeah. foot switches that have two switches each, that's mm. once you've set up your all start, all stop, and your clear all which speeds up time in between tracks and yeah. clear little, things manually. A little delay yeah. on vocal effects and things like and that. And your reverb yeah. on off. That's three of your potential <clears throat> switches yeah. used up. So I don't know. <laughs> we didn't realise until we got the 600s how much we actually stop and start our songs as well. And actually, <laughs> yeah, one of the things we've forgotten is the reason that we had to move from the RC30, which we had first to the rc300 is literally the only looper we could find that had an all start button right okay which is such a simple thing but actually the amount of songs that stop halfway through a, a verse or have an yeah. extra bar somewhere that you don't yeah. expect and those are the things that make those songs really engaging yeah. and really fun and you it's so difficult to do it with a looper that doesn't have an all start 
an all stop all start button got you um, yeah because it's self-explanatory you need the ability to either stop when before the end of the phrase and then yeah, start to back play up something at the, different at the start or... of the phrase or whatever however you choose to do it it just became a really important thing and we realized that way before we even got the 300 we were like ah so we can't do this song because it does this at this point and if we don't do that then it's the most exciting part of the song got you doesn't yeah, happen so there's no point so it's almost as if the technology basically has served our need to do things the right way okay stuff. Yeah, makes and sense. actually, that applies to "You Can Call Me Out" as well. Yeah, it's a song that we wanted to do for years and years, but we couldn't because it's absolutely dependent on that amazing brass line. You know, the bam, yeah. bam, 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 and we couldn't find any keyboard or any synth or anything that that had good enough brass samples <laughs> yeah. to actually make that sound aggressive and glossy in the way a brass section actually sounds. And the closest mm. we ever found was the GR55, which is the guitar synth. The GR55 um, is actually, funny enough, my next question, because whose idea was it to put an acoustic guitar through the GR55? Hmm. Because on one of your videos, it it's mine. an acoustic guitar that's actually going... Oh yeah, that's me. Yeah, yeah that's my my Gibson. Yeah, yeah. What well, I think because it's pure genius. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I, I'm not complaining at this point. It's no, pure no, no. Genius. By the way, don't don't get me started on the amount of people that said you shouldn't be putting that on that beautiful guitar. Do not do that. That looks absolutely terrible. You've ruined that. Why guitar. have you done that? It's a workhorse. Because it pays money to do it. <laughs> they can carry the on complaining while you make money. Yeah. yeah, these things are tools in order to achieve. Yeah, it. totally. So, beautiful. I mean, if we were collecting them because of how beautiful they mm. look, then perhaps we wouldn't. You yeah, know, I mean, have guitars the, aren't have the meant to be played, aren't they? Yeah, going do... from guitars onto something completely different. When and why did you introduce not one but two Roland Handsonics? Okay, so Matt was on the HPD ten. And mm. we wanted to add our own samples. Oh. And also the pads on the HPD-10 are really tough. They're not like very nice to play. So I <laughs> I saw Katie Tunstall <laughs> in 2016 using <laughs> one. And I was like, that is amazing. So I think mm. we went to PMT in Manchester. Yeah. Went to go check them out. Felt how soft they are and mm. how, yeah, just how playable they are, awesome. really. Yeah. And I yeah. got one and then Matt got very jealous. And then a year later, Matt got one. <laughs> I stuck um, with the HBD10 for ages. We still no, got this it. is fine. We still fine. got it downstairs. But um, yeah, we, yeah, so we both have them now. But in our Fleetwood Mac cover of mm. Everywhere, at the end where the vocals go, ha, 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 ha. That's all my voice that we've recorded and right. sampled and put onto the HP uh, 20. Uh, so I'm cool. playing my own voice. And we, we did so. that because that's we looked cool, everywhere for, <laughs> yeah. for a sample. We were watching Paramore perform it live. Yeah. And I think she's on a, H- an octopad or something like that. Oh, yeah. And yeah. we thought, oh, maybe it's one of the built-in samples. Maybe it's just a short vocal. <laughs> um, but we literally found the 
sample list for that unit that she's using and looked through it really? couldn't see anything that sound so then i went online <clears throat> and found somebody had sampled every sample in that unit and uploaded them so i downloaded those looking for this sound and it wasn't there it's so like two days worth of work <laughs> eventually we just said well let's just record it ourselves then and stick it on this unit. Yeah. and it's like my favorite outro of a yeah. song ever it's, it's but so actually really, you've probably really forgotten good. this but i think the very first the reason originally for needing a drum pad rather than relying on a vocal beatboxing or slapping on the guitar or anything like that wasn't to have drum kit samples it was to have bongos and congas because oh. they're so prevalent in so many songs uh, and you don't realize if you think of jamiroquai jamiroquai cosmic girl <laughs> Jackie Wilson song, your love yeah. lifting me. It starts with that. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. Absolutely integral to the sound of that, yeah. that song. And um, we were doing so much stuff where I was like, oh, I really need bongos, and I'm not prepared to carry some bongos around with me. Set them up and <laughs> mic them up. What I find really interesting with the hand sonic, though, is the fact that I didn't realize until about just before, as you said in this interview. I thought you just had that just plugged into the looper. I didn't realize that you had it MIDI synced as well. So as you change yeah. the song, it yes. changes the samples yeah. on the... So that's on another Every level. Every piece of kit is yeah. receiving a bank up and down signal. Yeah. It's literally just about saving time because <clears throat> people have got such short attention spans, you can't really afford to be wasting any kind of extraneous seconds doing sure. housekeeping and stuff. And Absolutely. also in, in Red Alert, there's a, a snare... That, that we have on a roll effect so it goes yes <laughs> yes um, I saw perfectly that. Yeah. in time with the tempo yeah. so there's little things like All that right. we feel like really make a difference and elevate thank you actually so Not... because what you've just done is you've just answered the question that I had in my head which was like she must have practiced that for ages to get that on uh, time no it's MIDI synced we're fine it's MIDI just hold the button the funny thing is actually the roll effect is one of the few things that the hand sonic do as if in fact, I think I'm right in saying that the hand sonic doesn't receive MIDI tempo. Oh, it, it just doesn't. receives program change. So that oh, effect okay. isn't it oh, isn't perfectly it synced, but it's so oh, fast that we get away with it. Oh, I you don't it was. really oh, okay. hear that it's slightly out, out of time. <laughs> then so in that maybe. case, then kudos yeah. to so for <laughs> yeah. Yeah. holding good guitar. Everything suddenly stops, and it's a string quartet or an mm. orchestral yes. moment. We were like, "That's impossible! How do we?" And then, obviously, <clears throat> the GR55 comes to the rescue again because mm. all we need to do is have that string patch ready. Each string is is a different instrument. The E and the B might be violins, and then the D and the G can be a viola, and then the E and the A can be a cello or whatever. And suddenly we've got a string quartet yeah, ready to go. Beautiful. And are you programming that? Are you programming that. that up yourself? Mm, yeah, actually, there is a preset that's built in that is essentially doing that anyway. I think it's okay. called rich strings or something so a slight variation of that with maybe mm. some you could, there's so much you can do with it but with red yeah. alert because it's at its core it's just is it like four chords three chords something two? like that is it two chords i think it's two it, there's a bass to it and then there's quite a lot of stuff that we actually play live so it's yeah. on top of the track so bringing it's such in a like high a, energy video like that yeah. you do and the thing is so much going on that like i had to just no you're welcome because kudos to you because the planning involved mm. just to execute that on a video is yeah 
hard enough. And I've said this before, when you play live in a pub on a Saturday night, people go, hey, that was great. And they don't really notice <laughs> your little sort of twiddly mistakes. When yeah. it's a video, it's final. And it's got to be it's got to be bob on or people can just replay that mistake you did and they can really <laughs> notice it. So to be able yeah. to execute that really well, I, I give you, I just give, I take my hat off to you because it's oh. top oh, marks for that because it looks yeah. fantastic. That it's means such, a huge it's our, um, our biggest conquest to date, isn't it? That and Move Your Feet yeah. by <laughs> Junior Senior. <laughs> yes. And strangely, fairly simple dance. Students yeah, that, that should yeah. be. Well, it's the stuff that we add on top that we just don't feel like we wanted to make it a little. That bit was different. another one where we couldn't find a decent enough brass sample <clears throat> on a keyboard to for movie, movie. feet with that main line. Yeah, yeah. It sounded terrible on everything except the GR55. So I've literally rigged it so that when I hit a string, it literally plays a brass sample that just goes bop. <laughs> so now I've got to perfectly play, and then loop. Right. And, and if there's one mistake in there, you're going to hear it. What I'm doing in the breakdown is I'm hitting the snare, I'm going baba, and then I'm hitting a chord at the same time as hitting the snare, and then hitting another chord that's like a low bass note. Yeah. Because right. I couldn't play the guitar and play the snare at the same time, so it's doing... That's that, one of the great things one, about the hand, the hand sonic, sonic is that you don't you're not limited to just percussion. You can upload anything you want, and actually, there's quite a lot of synthy stuff in right. the preset menu. So this can, is dangerous. This is dangerous. Yeah. I'm going to end up buying a hand sonic. I can see this happening. Um, <laughs> oh, we have a discount. We, we, we have a discount. If you want. <laughs> <laughs> you go. don't tell me that. Credit <laughs> card burning a hole in my pocket. Obviously, there are two of us, but we hit mm. that ceiling of what we can do very quickly, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. That was my next well. question, actually. Like with the looping and everything that you're doing, does it now hinder your creativity? Because you get to a point where going, I we can't do this, so we're going to need another piece of equipment to solve this issue. Or do you feel like you then have to go? Well, let's make this version our own, but then you're not being true to the original. How does that feel? It gave us a thing to aim for to go. Let's try and do this as well as possible and and as true mm. to the original as possible. But it mm. also then shone a light on all of the ways that's not possible. And I think just going through that process and just trying to make it as good as we possibly can, yeah. Also at the same time made us okay with the things that <clears throat> we can't be done there isn't really much else that we need we've okay. set a limit now we're not spending any more money yeah. on music equipment <laughs> and also we've got everything that we need literally and um, we bring in three trolleys worth of equipment when we work yeah, uh, we have a transit van three trolleys and then we have a swan flight unit which has our mixer our gr55s our in-ears. VL3s are in ears and everything in it. So, you know, by the end of the day, like when we it's, come home, we can barely walk because there's so one. much really stuff. Or, obviously, it's all protected by swan flight cases, which make it even heavier. And the pedal boards are Schmidt array, which are made out of wood, but they're still pretty, pretty bloody heavy. So, yeah, it's we've said now no more. <laughs> We're not and, spending and also, anything else. <laughs> Apart from buying the 600s, which we thought would actually make our yeah. show a lot more compact. And we thought, oh, maybe just two trolleys, maybe even one trolley. Mm, but it's not worked out, and worked out that way just yet. <laughs> and actually, the thing is, going back to what you were saying about that very, that first time when we were, we just had an RC330 with us that we hadn't used. And then suddenly mm. there was... Poof, where there yeah. wasn't that before that response that that got 
we've never managed to meet that. <laughs> Every piece of equipment we've added is diminishing returns in terms of how much people care. Yeah. Now that you, mean, know, you know what I'm talking we're, about. We're, I do know what you're talking about. Cause we're, a so, band, we're a band that perform looper sets during evening receptions yeah. and things like yeah. that. So it's it's there are only ever two or three people that are musicians themselves that haven't danced all night that come up and go, oh my God, that was amazing. But mm. to us, it, yeah, every time we've added an extra piece of equipment, it's a, yeah. The, the question is though, that, and if you don't mind me asking this, and this is not part of my list, this is an additional question. Are you making people dance? Yes. Are they happy? Yes. Then is that not job done? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's fine. Yeah. And actually, music is has become so commodified now. Sorry to get all serious for a second. But <laughs> for the majority of the average person, music is just something that comes out of a phone for free whenever you want it. And yeah. you can start and stop it at your leisure. And everything is built around you getting what you want immediately. And yeah. things changing as soon as you... Uh, as soon as you're <clears throat> ready for them to changes. change yeah. so when you're then faced with a live performance that's been rehearsed and rehearsed for weeks and weeks to make it work perfectly you've then got to you've got to be okay with being a member of an audience and this isn't my favorite song but i might like the next one kind of thing <laughs> the reason why i asked you about the question about going so true to the original is why don't mm. we just put a cd on then because exactly. actually what you're doing is you're putting your own version of it on because you're looping. So sure. giving sounds to the original is great, but also at the same time, having that performance, nothing beats that, right? Yeah, mm. so that's why it's become probably the most important thing for us is finding people who like what we do first and require live music second. <clears throat> There's nothing cool. worse than turning up somewhere where somebody just needed a band. And then you turn up with this completely weird, quirky, unique yeah. way of doing things. And actually, all they wanted was to hear the songs that they know, the way that they know them, but mm. maybe with a guy with a mic or whatever and some backing tracks. We've worked really hard to try and make sure that our stuff is only seen by people who are going to get it and going to enjoy it. And the fact that it's not cookie cutter yeah. stuff. No, that's and fine. you can sense just, the kind of people that get in touch as well that are the opposite that's we're great. looking for. So just for the audience, just explain the kind of venues that you play. What is the kind of like genre, like niche that you go for? In terms of making a living, weddings and corporate stuff are all fantastic. And if you want to do it full time and keep the lights going, the chances are that you're not going to be able to avoid doing that stuff but they're not necessarily the places where the response is the best mm. to what we do weddings aren't filled with music lovers they're filled with people who were invited to a wedding so in terms of play people enjoying what we do specifically i don't know it's places where people go specifically to listen to live music which is mm. music venues which are dying out streaming online we've had a little go at but <laughs> we failed okay. it's just dramatically it's just so much of a i don't know how you can be bothered john i really don't <laughs> it's so difficult <laughs> To get it to work, to get it to work to the standard that you want it to be seen yeah. in the end. Like anyone can point a phone at themselves, but it's got to look really good. I'm glad you said that because let's turn over to your YouTube channel. So the channel has now been going for eight years. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, oh the God. first video is live in March of 2014, which was oh. Lady Hear Me Tonight. You continue to interlace loop covers and acoustic covers. So I guess mm. to showcase different kinds of performances that you do. But your first mm video with the rc300 was the shut up and dance cover and your biggest video is hooked on a feeling with almost so it's now over a hundred thousand views how have yeah? we not mentioned that now, one yeah i know yeah i can't stop this feeling deep inside of me girl you're 
what you do to me. When you hold me in your arms so tight, you let me know everything's alright. I have to say that every video is brilliantly shot. Oh, now, thank you. and the editing and everything, it just looks great. Every one of them looks like a music video that you're, it's a promotional video, like a promo oh, video. So good. Thank you. Exactly and one thing I love with yeah. your videos as well is that you're not afraid of letting nature get involved. There's, I've seen videos where you've, you can hear the wind in the background. You did one <laughs> where you were actually recorded whilst you were at a venue because the backdrop was so flipping lovely. Her name was Lola, she was a showgirl With yellow feathers in her hair And a dress cut down to death She would merengue and do the cha-cha And while she tried to be a star Tony always tended barn across the You also have every video looking really professional. So my question is, how who is helping you with this, put it all together? Since 2019, we've been recording our own videos. Before okay. that, it was a... It was a, a videographer guy, um, friend of ours. Yeah, um, in Manchester, mm. wasn't it? Yeah, but who, was, who was amazing. Videographers can and should be paid quite handsomely for what they do because it takes a yeah. huge amount of skill and dedication and some very expensive equipment. <laughs> but we wanted to put out... A video a week ideally so yeah, we can't yeah. give we can't hand over 250 quid a week no the feeling to, to keep videos yeah. <laughs> so we we did a clever thing so hang on let's go back a little bit since 2014 matt's been editing our videos well both of us together so we've cut costs in terms of having someone edit it because we're control freaks basically we like to control exactly how things <laughs> all work loop artists are control freaks don't worry about well, that pretty much oh. all musicians all, sort of the all, definition all of self-employed really, people yeah. yeah so yeah we've been doing that for so long so we've controlled how our youtube channel has looked since right. i think the first two three videos were edited by someone else and then right. we were like, now nah, we want to do this ourselves because I, I, I would have preferred to have seen a shot like this or a shot like that. Right. So back in 2019, we upgraded a camera that we had, started learning how to film in our living room downstairs. And then the pandemic hit. Then we kind of had a good 18 months of doing literally nothing. We converted this, both of our spare rooms, we've got two spare rooms, into studios and started recording and learning how to make them the songs sound a lot more professional and also filming our covers downstairs as well in our living room so yeah we right. cut, we kitted right. out our living room there's a whole spate of stuff on the youtube channel <laughs> that looks suspiciously similar to yeah <laughs> to... And we were having trouble dressing it to make it like i don't it was getting to the point where like every two or three days we would do something new i was like i don't know how to make this look any different <laughs> the fact is that you've taken the time to actually be bothered to even dress it differently so it looks like a different location a lot of people don't even bother doing that i have yeah. the same backdrop with different <laughs> boxes colored boxes in and have another backdrop of that so when i go live and stuff it's the same i'm over there with the lights that flash and that's about it but yeah. you guys you're genuinely thinking about the edit and you're thinking about the film production value of the video 
video when yeah. you're doing this, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's always been Im important to us as well that things look as well as they're able to look within the whatever budget you've got. And it's actually not difficult because there's quite a lot of pretty things in the world. You just mm. have to go to them and stand in front of them. <laughs> like, right. Um, <laughs> and if any, if you're not able to do that for whatever reason, then it doesn't take a huge amount of... There are videos that we've shot downstairs in our front room that look fantastic because we made a point of playing with the lights Dressing in a certain room. way or we bought a £30 smoke machine from Amazon or something just to fill, <laughs> just to flood the room with haze so that the lights would have these little beams cutting through mm. the smoke and stuff. Your name is um, this thing that's really interesting. Yeah, we got really lucky as well because our front room used to be two rooms, but the dividing wall has been knocked through. So right. it's an unusually long front room, which is impossible to heat. So we literally live upstairs, <laughs> but it meant we could get a camera far enough away to get a wide shot with of both, of, both us. of us in. Yeah, and the with good all thing your about gear. us, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> the good thing about us controlling how we film everything is if there's a specific shot where one of us is, say, doing a key a uh, string line on the keyboard or whatever and then they pick up the shaker we know exactly what's coming next we know yeah. the movement that needs to happen whereas when you're on a time crunch and you've got say like eight hours to get like, four videos filmed with a separate videographer you can't explain everything that you mm. want to get in terms of how you want the video to look and things like yeah, that so so we're do you storyboard that out then? Do you actually storyboard how it's going to look or do you just film it multiple times? No, just not really, no. We know what each other is. Mm. We know what, what track Matt's is, bringing in and out. If he's is, going I was going to say, is that because of whatever. the structure of the song as you go through the song? Yeah, so before we even pick up a camera, we've spent at, at least two or three days Knowing figuring what. out what has to happen and when and how many times around we go through this record this loop or this bar or whatever right. so yeah we're pretty familiar at least with what ourselves is doing if not the other mm. person yeah. as well and there's nothing yeah, better right. than having a musician film another musician because you know what's coming next do you know what I mean Good instead point. of a videographer that doesn't really know what, how high up the fretboard you need to be for this bass line or do you know what I mean so and someone who's not like a specific music video editor yeah or video, pretty much music video camera yeah. person yeah, yeah. yeah. when you wait in when you <laughs> seen someone film you for an hour or whatever and you're watching them try and find focus and you're like no it's mm. up there can you just focus a little bit better please we're just yeah we're control freaks basically yeah. so no, yeah we fine. yeah we've but yeah there's certain things also that a musician would want to be seen that a videographer yep. might not necessarily consider important mm. that, i don't know from a looping point of view one of our loop covers which is dead simple it's literally just one voice live and we're using the looper that's baked into the voice live three so we started crowded around the same mic putting percussion stuff down and then so <clears throat> buggers off to her side and picks up her guitar which we need to see because it makes sense of the scene like right. we can't yeah. just stay on a wide for the whole thing we can't just stay <clears throat> on me and have Soph walk out of the shot and then magically have a guitar on we need to see that transition from her yeah. being a percussionist at a mic to her then becoming a guitar in that case a, a drummer because you're literally just going <laughs> just the whole the song guitar. those kind of little yeah. aesthetic moments mm. just as important as the music musical side of uh, and we have just as wow. much fun i think of actually creating the edit in terms of filming it i think it's a lot more it's for us because it's so new because we've we've only been filming since 2019 it's still very fresh and very new to us so yeah. it's it's very exciting for us to put our own spins on, yeah, it's a whole on new, our YouTube videos. It's a whole cool. new sort of set yeah. of toys to play. It's, it's great to hear them. you talk about it, though, because you you can see how passionate you are about it and how you think <laughs> about it is just as important as thinking about the loops themselves. 
Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, it's the thing that's it, it's people's window into what you do. The first thing that people are going to see, so it needs to be as good as you can make it at least. Yeah. How many songs does the distance have under their belt? Ooh. Is this in terms of Ooh. uploads on YouTube or No, I'm talking about how many can you play until you fall over? Loop covers or just covers in Anything. general? Let's Everything. Just Everything. I reckon before we start to repeat ourselves, we could probably get through seven hours worth of material. How many times you go around those loop covers? I'm mean, perfectly happy to play all the songs at half speed. If it <laughs> Calm one, down, everyone. Two, yeah. three, yeah. four, da, and a one, da, two. Da, da, <laughs> Brilliant. Da, da. But um, seriously, like, what do you normally do? Do you normally do like two forty-five minute sets? Do you do three forty-five minute sets? Do you two do, hours, do you do two hours straight through? Yeah, two hours straight minutes, through without a break. Yeah, we feel like we're just starting. No, no to... break to get wow. we're just starting to really settle in and get people comfortable and stuff mm. by the end of that first 45 we don't perform past nine o'clock anymore as well <laughs> we don't perform yes. past nine so yeah we perform from seven till nine and then we bugger off home <laughs> nice that's care. cool yeah. people don't care so if you're doing like a so if you're doing like a wedding venue for example are you guys like finishing and then it's dj or are you finishing and then there's a full band i take it depends on what wedding you go to. typically there's another there's it, a, DJ. It's a dj yeah and mm. very often we'll have been doing acoustic stuff right from the start in the ceremony and the drinks reception and the wedding breakfast we'll just yeah. be on two guitars so they're sick of us by the end of the day yeah <laughs> and then in the evening we'll do the full looper show so we realized that actually this sort of works better as an introduction to the party rather than being the party itself because then there's okay. less pressure on us to please every single person in the room who've all got a different favorite song <laughs> that chances are we haven't spent a week learning mm. and figuring mm. out how to build perfectly so we're disappointing people left right with that but also after a specific after a certain point in the night particularly in the uk people are just dancing around a car alarm I've totally got what you're doing. What you're doing is you are... Making our lives easier. <laughs> yeah, you're making the lives Giving easier us... what you're doing is you're playing the perfect time before you get the really drunk people going, have yeah. you got yeah. this? Do you know all, meatloaf? Do you all know of this? The people, all of the people that are an issue are still at the bar at that time. It's been quite a... <laughs> quite, no, it's been quite yeah, a revelation to... for us. We've been a lot happier. They tend it's to... been the last since <clears throat> COVID, since the pandemic... Mm. finished we came back and we had a good 18 months off and we were quite happy in terms of not having to go out and perform for people we it was <clears throat> quite upsetting for us wasn't it really yeah, that, it wasn't... That in terms of we weren't really missing it and we realized the thing that we weren't missing was performing past a certain time really so it, we, it, was it the hassle yeah. it was that Inter it was the drunk people. It was, much. It was interacting <laughs> with people who have the potential to make the next day's gig not possible. Yeah, because, because they've, they've ruined something. Into a, into a yeah. piece of gear or something. Because but, you can have the insurance to cover everything that you've got. Yeah, but at the end of the day, if you haven't got something, uh, another looper for tomorrow, then you have to give someone their, yeah, their wedding fee back. A, a do you know what I mean? Because they whatever. And yeah, and there's a school of thought that says that you sign up for that whenever you stand on stage and say, hey, look at me. But actually, you don't get chance to get near enough to your huge musical heroes. I couldn't get near enough to Ben Folds to put him off his stride when he's in the middle of a show. <laughs> because it's set up that way. You're the audience, and then there's a gap between the audience and the stage, and then there's a gap between the front of the stage and the dude who you love, or who's doing the thing that you... Yeah. But when you're just... It's you and them at ground level in a room... 
if somebody decides I want to shout into that mic, there's very little you can do to stop them other than yeah. just not be there at that time, not yeah. put yourself in that position. So what we do now is we kill ourselves with a two hour straight through show <laughs> yeah. and we're knackered throat wise by the end of it. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's kind of, it's worked out perfectly. But it ends, really. at, ends at nine o'clock when the people <clears throat> who care have had a fantastic two hours from seven o'clock when the first dance straight into us or whatever. The people yeah. who are enjoying what we do will enjoy it whatever time of day. And the people who probably wouldn't care, they get to then have their thing, which have is the, just a DJ and the DJ. can hassle yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Or Very interesting concept, actually, because obviously there's a, lot of, uh, there's a lot of places that have a certain structure, which is like, you will go on at this time. So to have that structure for yourselves, you're protecting yourselves. And I totally understand that and I totally yeah. get it. I've had people rob the mic. I've had people literally uh. try and take my... I have an iPad for lyrics because I'm in my 40s and I can't remember them all. And I've had literally someone try to actually try and take it off the clip thing because they said is this your book of songs i was like i'm not a karaoke machine but yeah i totally get that completely totally. you said the ultimate thing which is us and them and there is a battle that goes on in between if you're in a room where the people <clears throat> who are watching you are there because you're there they've mm. bought a ticket because they, they want to see you, you. then it's a completely you. different yeah. ball game but at the end of a wedding <clears throat> but if we're just performing during the evening reception that's the time where everyone gets to let their hair down and drink obviously amplifies everyone's personality there are certain people that are yeah. gonna that are gonna be an issue and some people that also don't like the fact that someone else is the center of attention which isn't we don't go into performing to be the center of attention we go into it because we love music so there are some people that also don't really like that aspect of oh she's showing off or yeah. he's showing off now i want to show yeah. off kind of thing but whatever people's motivations are for who they are and how they behave the fact is it was a huge risk for us going let's just see what happens if we say yeah. we perform up to 9pm it's the not, luxury of being self-employed isn't it to call your own shots <clears> but <throat> also be really worried in the fact that you're not sure whether or not you're going to be able to make a living but it, but it turned out that the people for whom that's a deal breaker are generally the people that we didn't really want to end up performing for at 11.30 yeah. at night anyway and the people who like our thing specifically and what we do and the way we do it. Of it when we're happy to perform it, when we're comfortable finishing. Do you know what yeah. I mean? They'll yeah. be happy. With yeah, it. and they're perfectly happy cool. to yeah. bring a giant CD player from home to to do the last two hours a night, or draft in a, a DJ. <laughs> or so. Next question: Describe sure. your looping to someone who has never seen it before. A dance. Yeah, <laughs> it's a synchronized dance yeah, between like two people watching a choreography, a choreographed <laughs> tap dancing routine. I would probably say, remember when you were a kid and you found out that you could get a cassette recorder and you could record thing on something on one cassette and then you could play that back but record on a second cassette at the same time, and it would record what the first cassette was playing as well as whatever you sang over the top. It's that. But slightly more advanced. That is also showing people. your age because if you say that to a nineteen-year-old, I don't think they're going to understand what you're talking about. <laughs> that is true. Oh, that thing are coming from back the eighties on Urban Outfitters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For me, what we do is two two people that together who live together who loop together and occasionally get very angry at each other because things aren't going right and it needs to be a perfect little bubble. Yeah. But it's not. It's got to be somebody's fault. <laughs> yeah. There's so a lot of side eyes. Why did you do that? Up. Why is that? Can you do that again, please? Because that's terrible. If you could give one piece of looping advice to a musician, what would it be? Now then, I've got just the thing. Sensible shoes. <laughs> Ooh, okay. No Elaborate. shoelaces. Shoelaces are out. I'm sorry. 
Kiss goodbye to shoelaces forever. Okay. Because what will happen is... I feel like there's a story here. The same story over and over again as well. You're going to reach for a pedal and you won't realise that your other foot is standing on the very tip of one of your shoelaces. So as your leg goes forward, your shoelace gets untied... You may very well hit the button you needed to, but then you've got an untied shoelace for You're the rest fall of the show. Over. And if you perform the way we do, there's no time for you to tie your shoelace. There's barely time to have a sip of water. So you're doing. I had the rest this funny feeling set. for a moment that basically Matt would have stood in his own shoelace and just yeah. hit the deck. Yeah. It's been very close because I've only fallen over a few times. Because for the rest of that hour or forty-five or whatever you're doing, you, it's something extra now that you've got to avoid. I can't stand on that shoelace again because I've got to use this foot another four hundred times. Right. Velcro shoes, sensible soles that are firm but also squishy because you're going to be standing on your feet and doing a lot of one-legged. Stuff. Yeah, warm up. Um, warm up. Yeah, like, stretch. Carbs. Stretch. No, seriously, it's so boring. It's ridiculous. But, it's but the most when thing. we're literally just about to go on, we're like doing lunges and things like that. But be- because we use the Hansonic HPD twenty, also has a an output for samples for your feet. So like, I can bring yeah. in like a crash or kick or tambourine or whatever. Ah, now I've with... seen this. You guys have got FS five pedals. Like yeah, yeah. three. I've like got a, three of them like... joined together, and Matt's got two. So they're just yeah. two samples yeah. on the HPD. And they're whatever we need them to be. Most of the time, so, it'll be a kick, a crash, and maybe yeah. a snare. So basically, like when Matt's bringing it, everything in, I can hit a crash whilst playing a bass line on the one, so it covers everything coming in. Feels a bit if that makes, natural, doesn't it? Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. For me, it would be don't loop in a typical way my favorite thing is probably because there's two of us matt one of us covers the bases of the entire song so the bass line and things like that and then i put like shaker down or like little drum fills that i record and bringing in those drum fills as well as being able to play a bass line or something like that is like one of my favorite things to do because it elevates the song as right. opposed to just being a four chord song and it being rather repetitive with just a kick and a snare, it's nice to be able to have that that thing that makes it sound a bit more what's the word? A bit more in- intricate, intricate, involved. Yeah. Are you talking about yeah. stuff like the tom fill in? Uh, and you, you can, can call, call me out. out. So for for that, the tom bomb yeah. when it comes in, and then the bass, and then the brass comes in, and everything comes in. I record that on a one bar loop. So then when Matt brings everything in, I have to bring that out straight away because otherwise it'll... So you don't want to hear it every time. You yeah. just want to hear it so, when you choose to. So I bring that in just before the is that on, Is that one bar loop on its own loop? Yeah. So yeah. would that? Yes. Would you one-shot that? It's easier to just know that it's going to come in unless you stop it because then Got it you. becomes a oh, yeah. I press like response. I press twice just in case. Sorry, I'm like I'm pressing the floor whilst doing it. Well it. Yeah, I press twice just in case it doesn't come out on the one. And also because um, we're only using one patch on the looper, then that track is locked into being a one-shot then. And yeah, you'd need, have to bend down need and every change song it. to basically behave Got the same you. way. Yeah. Um, yeah and also sense. there's an instance in Love Fool, which I'm playing bass on throughout the song. So I don't loop the bass, but you loop the... Basically, the base of the song, don't you? Really? Mm. Yeah, yeah, I look mm. like the like a little kind of. It's like a string line, like a synth line thing, mm. and then and then the snare fill, and the snare fill has a bar of silence, so that when Matt presses all start, there's a bar of silence, and then it it comes in with the snare fill, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. So it's these oh. little intricate things that you do when you build in these things that yeah. actually elevate the song.
again, stuff like that just presents itself as you work it and the work it. Quirks and you figure out, it. oh, we well, we could actually do it this way, and then that saves us four seconds at the start of the song or whatever. Yeah. It's stuff okay. that every looper goes through, but for us, it was six weeks or seven weeks of literally standing in this room facing each other with two loopers <laughs> synced by a MIDI, basically testing all the ways that we could make them crash. Because that's yeah, the yeah, there's yeah. a lot of ways we could make the that's crash. the thing that's going to end the performance is if this thing just stops working because oh. we've sent a command to it that it can't handle or whatever. So after we're going to have to get we're going to have to get like a boss to contact you or something just so they yeah. can get all the crash reports <laughs> and then fix this RC six hundred dual thing problem. It's um, the thing, yeah. We've thought about trying to email and start a dialogue and stuff, but we're also trying to earn a living at the same time, and we just haven't course, got time to, got to time. necessarily be play testing. I think what like once a year we'll probably keep them, and once a year we'll just boot them up and see if and update them and see if it works i have used them Pray occasionally for gigs that were supposed to be acoustic gigs and we thought we'll just take this as a little <clears> bit of extra <throat> if we want to put some percussion down and just make it a little bit more interesting for a couple of songs it just hinders yeah. my ability to loop really for matt it it's hinders perfect. our ability to be a looping duo yeah yeah it's yeah, perfect yeah. for you to, to yeah for soloists it's absolutely it's phenomenal a huge upgrade from the three yeah 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 but for our thing we're like oh okay so i'll stick with the three at yeah. least we know all of the all of its kind of little quirks and stuff. Yeah, dinosaurs. Oh, here, here's another tip as well for anyone who you're so practical with three, yeah. looping shoes. For anyone who's who is still using the 300 for whatever reason, there probably aren't many yeah. people left. But the um, there's, uh, there's more than you think, actually. Oh, really? really? Okay. The, Purists, I like it. <laughs> the foot switch for a lot of people is their control over various effects and stuff. But if you're using it the way we do, where all of your effects are off board and they're dealt with before it, before the signal gets to the looper, it's really useful to have that pedal set as a volume cut. So when we kick the back of the pedal down, that cuts the volume of every input by about 40%. 5%, 50%. So when you're looping vocals, Because when you're looping, perfect. you're also mixing as you go. So if you know yeah, that this guitar part needs to be considerably quieter than everything else, you can literally mm. just step on the thing, record the guitar part, and you know that it's going to be there, but it's not going to be too loud. Talking um, about the expression pedal on the RC300. The expression yeah. pedal, yeah. So we've set it That up. you're adjusting the volume of the input. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So right, we're using okay, that that's interesting. As a, and also with, with vocals as well. So we've set the splitter that we're using for the vocal. Mm. Whenever we send the vocal to the, to the looper, it's always at a lower volume than when we send it to the desk because that yeah, gives yeah. us more opportunities to loop before spill becomes a problem or any of that stuff. That's a really um, interesting so way of doing management. it, actually. Because the way I do, I, when I had the 300, and also when I use it for the 600 as well, the one thing I was really missing was an expression pedal and on the 600. Mm. And I was, It's smaller, and I was like, I'm gutted they just didn't put that expression yeah. pedal on yeah. the end or even two yeah. one thing i've i've always done and i've stuck with is the expression pedal is the volume of the loops themselves so oh, <clears throat> i do it the other way around so sure. i set my vocals all the same is, yeah. but it's the output of the loops so therefore if i go into a venue then my inputs are all the same but then maybe if i'm right. in a really smaller venue i can drop it down but the sure. nice advantage yeah. of that as well is i can do my own fades for the loops and also instead of going start stop i just do that I take it then in your headphones you don't have a click track no just the basically just the front of house mix what they're hearing out front is what we hear in our headphones because any other way mm. you're not entirely sure whether you've nailed the mix properly so if you have more because you're hearing a high more vocal in your yeah. headphones so you can hear yourself clearer that's great but the <clears> audience <throat> might not actually be hearing you enough and you're not going to know like we don't have a sound guy or anything yeah. so mm, no, we have yeah. to be the sound guy and the mixer Ooh. and the, excuse me 
and the musician and all that do quite yeah. a few different jobs at once so yeah it makes it a lot easier to just have it's basically a master output from the desk so it's going to the speakers mm. out front as well as to an any transmitter so we're literally so are you what, using if you don't mind me asking how are you splitting your vocal and your instruments using your mains your subs on both 300s going out to a mixer and then the mixer's going out to the main PA. Is that correct? We're actually not using the subs at all. We've literally just got the main out from each looper goes to its own track. So we've got track one is Sophie's instruments rig and Mm. track two is my instruments. And then track three is Soph's desk vocal. So the vocal she uses whenever she needs to either sing without recording it or get an extra little volume bump for a chorus or whatever. <clears throat> and then my desk mic so it's four it's four inputs to the desk total but two of those inputs are the sum total of all of the hand sonic signal and all of the keyboards and all wow. of the looper so the mix hits the desk before you like but you're pretty much you we're mixing before we get to the mix you're mixing yeah you're mixing, mixing before we, i didn't mean to mixing i didn't want to say house. that mixing as i didn't want to say that without it sounding i didn't mean that to sound insulting in no, no, but, so you're mixing you're getting your levels correct so you know full well that when it hits the mixer that's correct that's right yeah. and then you're just yeah. basically adjusting is do we need to put like matt's vocal up slightly or sophie's vocal up slightly over the yeah. loops is that right pretty much yeah yeah we have right. the units set to the same volume so we know where the master volume on the hand on the <clears throat> hpd needs to be for us to yeah. get unity we know where the volume on the the looper stays at and everything and so by the time it gets to the desk we should be able to have those channels more or less set to the same mm. 12 o'clock or quarter past or whatever. It's been a lot of mixing for each sample. Obviously, when we bank up and down, each patch needs to yeah. be a certain level and things yeah. like that. And like if it's not perfect, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So, what is the future for The Distance? Is it more YouTube? Is it more gigs? Is it both? Is it something else? What are we going to do? It, all of the above, I believe. both. Yeah, it's all of the above. Okay. We're getting into videography and photography as a separate kind of side hustle, which mm. we really enjoy. As oh. we mentioned, of recording our own videos and things like that. And carrying on with the YouTube videos, because even though it exhausts us, <laughs> it's something that we really enjoy. And we really love the community on there. We finally got past 5,000 subscribers. Yeah. Well, after this you, interview, you'll be past 10,000. That'd be great. <laughs> Thank you, John. single unboxing videos. <laughs> Can you imagine? Obviously, well, to perform is our bread and butter, isn't it? It's the thing that, yeah. that, that keeps the mortgage paid and everything <laughs> like that. But yeah, at the minute, learning something new with the videography and photography and yeah, just carrying cool. on with what we're currently doing. Yeah, and we've invested so much time into that. We've been cheating on guitars and music with Sony cameras and lenses yeah. for the last year. <laughs> but we finally gotten around to finishing up a whole new batch of YouTube videos which will be bleeding out over the next uh, three months uh, yeah three yeah. months or so nice. one a week We're, but you may have noticed <laughs> if you've been following us for a while that we've mm. been focusing very much on the acoustic side of things yes. because in terms of our day job if you like as musicians that's the stuff that is should i say more more satisfying more enjoyable easier perhaps easier less equipment 
less backbreaking. Yeah, I suppose it's less planning as well because obviously you've got to plan. If you go, I've got this idea for a song, you can't just have it ready by that afternoon. You've got to. It's how we met. It's how we met. So thirteen years ago, we both started harmonising and doing Everly Brothers covers and Bee Gees and and Beach Boys and things like that. It's our first love, isn't it, to Mm. harmonise together and something that we've really focused in on and something that we're quite proud of. So acoustic stuff is yeah something that we're really it's quite near and dear. And also a good chance that somebody will want acoustic music on a Monday afternoon as well as a Saturday night or whatever. So the looper stuff is limited to weekends really when people want a bit of a party atmosphere but it's nice to be able to go out and work we did a christening yesterday yesterday, was it yesterday? Uh, yeah. four oh. o'clock or something we were done by half past five six yeah. o'clock and it was just really nice just background music where there's no kind of pressure on us to be the main event and all that yeah. stuff there's yeah. something really nice about being ignored yeah <laughs> <laughs> with your setup you can't really take it down to an open mic night can you <laughs> it takes an hour to set up it takes an hour oh. to pack down yeah. oh. and it's three trolleys worth of equipment yeah, and insane. if we come into contact with stairs fuck we're gonna do it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's insane it's yes. a whole operation people don't realize but we've when people we've, are really into it it's the best feeling in the world when they're not we're like oh let's stop this immediately when they see us rock up with free trolleys they're like oh we didn't realize <laughs> have you not seen the website please we've even thought about having everything looper wise on a stage thing that we can just wheel in that's already pre-wired We've even wow. thought about that. And I was just like, we'll, just, we'll just get a bigger van. Yeah. It's fine. We'll just wheel it in. It's perfect. We've thought about everything. We had yeah. in our Move Your Feet video and Lovely Day video and Love for... Yeah, those videos, we had this massive swan flight rack, which which kind of it like pivoted up. It had it the Hansonics built house, in. Yeah. It had the keyboards that roll out. It had everything. Right. Spent two grand on these units. And then the first that we we went out with them five times, and the second time we went out, we came into contact with four stairs, couldn't get up it. So we're like, what do we do now? So we need to have everything in separate boxes. And I was like, this is perfect. You literally just roll it in, plug it into the looper. It's absolutely amazing. We were set up before the DJ. I was like, result, <laughs> absolutely perfect. And then yeah, when you come into contact with stairs. What what do you do? So. We've gone back. You're to just going to have board. to play bigger venues. We're just you're just yeah. going to have to do uh. Glastonbury and V yeah. Festival <laughs> and just do it that and just yeah. ignore the places with stairs and then just, have yeah. a team of like 21 year old rigging guys who just like yeah. with massive muscles just launch it up there for you. Um, we brought so. it on ourselves, really. We've got <laughs> I mean, no one to blame but ourselves. The more equipment obsessive. we've added, the more trolleys we've added, the bigger van we needed. Or everything is so. Yeah, it's all been a knockout. It's yeah. So you've yeah, gone down the looping wormhole. And you can't <laughs> yeah. come back. The future yeah. holds more of that. This is why you love acoustic stuff, isn't it? Because exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And doing videography as well, which we've, we've it's even filmed. better. <laughs> we filmed a few events recently. We're like, is this it? One bag full of cameras and just a, couple a of camera tripods. that you just go like this with. It's not a full like really heavy hollow body <laughs> guitar that's weighing you down. Do you know what I mean? It's, Brilliant. Yeah. So yeah, we're after the easy life these days, if you can tell. Yeah. Keep, a, keep an eye on the YouTube and the Spotify. That's where the stuff we really 
proud of yeah. goes. Brilliant. Um, so uh, on that basis then, <laughs> obviously we've got the YouTube channel, that's cool. So where can people find your music? They can find us on our website. It would probably be the best place to, to go to our Spotify account, our YouTube account, and it's our got links social, to yeah, social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We've got the like links, that. but you're going to say your website out loud for us. So what is the name of the website? It's thedistancelive.com. Sorry, what was that? Thedistancelive.com. I see. And why is it called The Distance Live and not The Distance? Because thedistance.com was taken by someone <laughs> and they won't let me buy it from them. They won't let me buy it. You can be sure of it. I've tried. I really like it, to be fair, because I think actually what you should have is you've got the distance live, then you should have the distance recorded, then the yeah. distance oh, yeah. acoustic, then the distance... Yeah. You should have all these different versions. It takes That's you all to the same idea. website. Distance studio, yeah. the distance podcast. Yeah. The distance. The sheer of- <laughs> I've got one final question for you, which is obviously we've been talking about the distance and obviously all the stuff you do, and you do covers and you do acoustic stuff and you do loop stuff. Mm. Do you do any of your own stuff? We do a bit, yeah. We tend to do it under a different name than the distance which is it's o'neill and jones which is ungoogleable so i'll spell it for you it's o apostrophe n e i double l that's his fault and jones his his last name is o'neill so we blame him for the awkward spelling yeah we've released a couple of songs mainly over the the pandemic really wasn't it we had a lot of downtime yeah and probably don't tell anyone this but it's the stuff that we're most proud of (laughs) You never know, we might release another one this year. <laughs> Fingers crossed. We actually had a lot of fun filming. Our... So the last song that we released is called Broken Shoes, which was April 2020. That was a while ago. And we filmed our own video for it. So we did this whole plan of how to release a song in 21 days and almost killed ourselves. Yeah. We created a lyric video. We created an official video. We created a behind the scenes. We really went to town on like promoting it and everything like that. Yeah. And it was and yeah, it kind it was, of paid off actually. Yeah. It was a really nice response. But we thought, oh, I want I want to release a song a week or an album every couple of months. We, this is a full time job. Yeah, promoting yeah. it is it's really difficult. Uh, we had a lot of yeah. fun shooting the video. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it was freezing. The promotion yeah, side freezing. of it is still the hardest part and a lot of people yeah. say that and this is why you've still got obviously you've got independent artists you've still got the labels and they like push millions of pounds into mm. obviously promotion and using promotional companies and things like that because it's a lot yeah. of hard work and you've got to do it relentlessly as well but yeah, hopefully we'll get some of that original stuff listened to yeah. as well and obviously <laughs> we'll get the distance youtube channel and what was that website again the distancelive.com the distancelive.com <laughs> matt so this has been fabulous thank you so much for taking the time today thank and you. we will see you soon hopefully a video a week on your YouTube channel. Everybody go and check out Brian Fitzy. He's an incredible loop artist and nobody ever mentions him. It's ridiculous. He's astounding. I know Brian Fitzy's amazing and we no, will. He I'm, he's so good. I'll, I'll try and we, get him. I'll try and get him. Tell him we said hi. Yeah. was this guy? Thank you so much, John. It's been an absolute pleasure. Keep looping. Yeah, absolutely. Now, a couple of things before I go. Don't forget to pick up your How Do You Loop t-shirt or hoodie. I'll put that discount code on the screen now. And it's gone. The link for picking up the t-shirt is in the description box below. As always, if you have found the content of this video useful, then please give it a thumbs up. It helps me, but it helps push this video out to other people who might want to watch it. Subscribe to the channel, click the bell, and then you'll know when the next video goes live. Thank you very much for watching, and we'll see you on the next one.